Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey everybody, it's Greg Gutfeld. This is The One. I have quite an interesting guest here today. Uh, I won't tell you how I met him. That'll come later. But uh, Jeffrey Rohr is a former football linebacker, NFL. I'm glad I said football. Like to to because like if I just said linebacker, no one would know. But he uh, was a with the Dallas Cowboys. I think he was drafted in the second round in 1982. He played I think five to six years. I'm not quite sure, but he was he had about 83 tackles, seven and a half sacks. You can't tell I'm reading this off a fact sheet, obviously. <laughs> um, but then he retired. He became an artist. But probably the most interesting thing recently for him is he might be the only NFL player ever first ever to marry another man now that is interesting well all of this stuff about jeffrey is interesting jeff how are you good greg uh i think you got 99 percent of that right but i think I, I think i made 83 tackles in one game oh in one game wow yeah it was yeah it was a long game it was, but, well, um, that's amazing yeah. so i gotta t- yeah. I, I gotta tell the listeners how we met I absolutely. I'm trying to remember. I don't think you contacted me before you sent the painting, but I this pa- this painting shows up in my office now. I get a lot of weird stuff in the mail. I get a lot of weird dolls that people make and things. But <laughs> but I go. I open up this painting. I, I take it out, and it's amazing. By the way, it's uh, I'm going to have it on the front of the podcast so people know. It's an oh, incredible. Hey. It's an incredible painting, and I know it's incredible because my wife, who's an, uh, an artist and a uh, fashion stylist, was like, "Oh, that's the only one of the only things that I've ever received that she allows in the apartment." So uh, <laughs> she was like, "She was well, like, it was, it's great." It was fun, you know. Like I, I paint, you know, I, I paint people that. Um, I don't know. It's always interesting who I paint. I mean, I paint all kinds of people. Yeah. Um, why me? Why did? Why was? Here, wh- why you know, would I I, I? I I kind of paint people that I've always wanted to uh, like have a beer with, mm-hmm. or go, you know, go out and have a drink with, and like half the people I paint are dead. So um, <laughs> I'm never going to get to have a drink with them. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I've always enjoyed watching you. Um, uh, watching you on TV, and and you're just a smart guy, but you're a funny guy, and most people consider me uh, probably smarter than funny, but there's an interesting combination there. <laughs> so, um, so I, I painted you, and I was, you know, I had it, and it was sitting in my studio, and I go, you know what, I'm just going to send this to Greg because uh, it it was a really cool painting. You looked great in it, and I figured you'd like it, uh, and I and I knew that you probably got a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, so I wasn't gonna just. Uh, I wasn't gonna give you any heads up. I just kind of sent it to you and hope you liked it. So you have there's so many interesting twists and turns in your life. You were a pretty effective linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Now you're very successful. I would say in would you say art and design or you uh, painting is a hobby, but you work. You're you're you produce commercials. Is that kind of what I, I, I 
Yeah, yeah, I do. I was, I was, I was with the Cowboys from '82 to '90. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got injured my last year. I was starting for the last three years that I played. There was all Tom Landry. It was mm-hmm. with you know Dorsett and Ed Jones, Randy White, and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, super, super good people. Um, and I got injured, and then I came out to LA, and I just, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I had a few bucks in the bank, so I just rented a house on the canals in Venice Beach because I liked the Doors and Jim Morrison, and yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to hang out where he ran around for a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, I literally was playing basketball on the beach, and the guy goes, "Hey man, you want to get in the movie business?" And and I and I said, "Sure." What am I doing? He goes, "Well, you're going to drive trucks." I said, "Great." <laughs> so. I got into the very bottom, and then in the last six, you know, I've I've been producing for probably twenty years uh, national TV spots, and in the last six years, I think I've had three top ten Super Bowl spots. Wow! So it's like it's like real stuff, and it's a fun business, and uh, I love the people in the business and the ad game. It's all you know, it's all it's kooky and fun, and um, a lot of travel. I work with a lot of extremely talented um, cinematographers and directors. So, yeah, it's been a good run. You know, um, if any guy came up to me and said, hey, do you want to be in the movies? It would never end up the way yours went. (laughs) God knows what would happen. I would be in some foreign country. uh, uh, God knows. I don't even want to get into it. But then, okay, so here I I get this great painting, and then we start chatting on the phone. There are some other secrets about you that I will not – hit on until later but then we were on a conversation and you go and you go hey i just wanted to let you know greg that i'm getting married and i'm going hey congratulations and you go to a guy <laughs> i did not <laughs> see that coming <laughs> you know a lot of people didn't see that one coming um half the people didn't come to my wedding because uh i was afraid to send out because uh, i hadn't told my dad yet oh wow and, yeah and my husband, now husband Josh, is like, we've got to get these things out. It's only six weeks till the wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, we sent out an invitation where just the picture on the invitation was this two shoes, like two brush shoes. Yes. Um, kind of like uh, my three sons or whatever. It was right. very awkward. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, I, a lot of people just said, I don't know this Jeffrey because it just said Joshua and Jeffrey. So, right. <laughs> Half of my good friends didn't come. The ones that did had a hell of a good time. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it happened last, not this November, but last November. So it's been a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And it was super scary for me to actually uh, to actually face that side of my life, which had not been part of my life for, right. you know, probably 50 years, 45 mm-hmm. years. And to actually suck it up and do it, it took somebody special, and that was you know, Joshua and, um, my ex-wife has been, you know, amazingly supportive of my kids and my family and my ex teammates and everybody. So it was like, I was so wrong, Greg, about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was expecting the worst Yeah, and everybody has been like, Oh, you're Oh, great. Okay. Next question. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm sobbing here. You're supposed to, uh, you know, Yes. You're supposed to you're supposed to like feel my pain. It's like, dude, settle down. It's like we we love you, it's all good. So that's good news about society moving forward these days. Yeah, you know, um I, I've experienced that with my friends who've come out and relatives. It's uh it's not the way it, it I guess it's not the way it seems, but I mean think about I think about your life. You lived the heterosexual life. I mean, you were a professional football player. I'm gonna play into the stereotypes that you weren't exactly, you know, an altar boy when you were a profet and you have a wife and you have oh. kids. So you were you navigated that life while 
was this part of your your was there a secret universe in your head that you kept to yourself, um, or did you not even notice? Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're right. No, you're right. I think the secret universe is is kind of where I lived, and I had. I mean, it was so far not possible in my life, mm-hmm. nor something. I used to pray to God that um, that, that it wasn't real and mm-hmm. cry myself to sleep. Not no, not to the point of going to hurt myself or anything. But it was like, is this real? Yeah. Because um, I was having so much fun living the uh, <laughs> the uber masculine life, and and you know, Yale 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 High School was great. Yale was great. And then the cowboy thing was nuts. Uh, yeah, I bet. I Football mean, was, in the 80s. I mean, seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. In that town, uh, yes. being a, a straight gay linebacker in <laughs> Dallas in 1983 wasn't too bad, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, 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 hid your, you hid your secret life really, really well. <laughs> yeah. It was happy to be uh, hidden. It was, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was pretty nutty, though. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be for like another podcast, but it was, uh, there was some crazy times and it was, you know, I wasn't, like you said, I wasn't an altar boy. I got thrown in the pokey a couple times and, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Landry got to come bail me out. That was humiliating. Um, but Can was, I, you know, what were you, what were you thrown in the, what were you, uh, busted for? What I, was it, is it something? You no, know, just stupid stuff. It was, you know, just it was basically drinking and having a problem with authority. And then yeah. the next thing you know, you're wearing bracelets and going, this is not good because I have to play tomorrow. God. Um, you know, they're like, I was like, dude, don't you know that you have a game tomorrow? It's like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the best thing is when, when Tom Landry has to bail you out, everybody there is like, okay, it's Tom Landry. Yeah. <laughs> and then the miracle was, was like, uh, two of the, two of the times, like I got player of the game. I don't know what it was. I think it was like, when there's like no sleep involved, and then you got to show up at the football field, you're kind of unconscious, and you just play out of your brain. You know, it's like I'm in the zone. Yeah, you're in the zone. You can barely know where you are. <laughs> That's such, isn't that interesting though? That is something about like uh, playing with an injury or something. It's like there's a weird focus that you that you find because you're not concentrating anymore. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like you're like you, you know. I don't know. No, you're exactly right. It's like you're at total peace. You yeah. Know? It's like uh, just in the Zen, in the zen zone. I have my <laughs> best shows when I'm hungover. I have, like, when I used to, like, when I come into the five and I feel like I'm going to throw up, I have great shows. <laughs> well, I want to be, uh, I want to be uh, the reason for one of those great performances. <laughs> Well, definitely, we have to go uh, get uh, loaded at some point. I'm gonna. You were out here. You were. You were on a float. Was this like last year for Gay Pride? Yeah, it was, it was last year's Pride. It was like the, I don't know. I think the 50th anniversary of Stonewall and all that. Yeah. So it was a big. It was a big deal. And the NFL actually had a float, and then they asked me to be on the float. Now that that was still in my uh, part of my like. Um, being weird about yeah. accepting who I am. And I was like, do I really want to go on the float? Da, 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 da. But I did. And we had a great time and it was, you know, it was a great moment for the, you know, the LBGT cause and everybody just starting to chill out about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and, you know, Greg, uh, while we're on that, on floats and things like that, my kids these days, you know, my kids, I got out. I got a uh, 17 and a 15 year old. Yeah. They're both in high school. The people are so nice around town. They don't care about, yeah, you know, who marries who and all that stuff. And the principal from the school called me the the day after my wedding and said, "Look, anybody messes with your kids, I'll put their head on a stick." Um, 
So it's been it's been it's been good. You live with your whole. You still live. This is crazy too, right? <laughs> you live with your husband and your ex-wife and your kids all in one place, right? That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> that it's, is definitely uh, this ain't uh, this ain't the Brady Bunch. It's like the Brady Bunch twenty twenty. It is Brady Bunch twenty twenty, and uh, it's you know it's funny. It's like um, you know you would think it's like a war every day, but it's more of a comedy war. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but it's like there, there's ever there's arguments quite quite a bit, but that always ends up with people laughing and there's some, you know, my husband, Josh is like, he's one of the guys that like, when you say you're born gay, Josh was born gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he walks in a room, it's like that guy's gay. <laughs> um, and, and I'm just the opposite of yeah. that. You know, I walk in and they go like, that dude can't be gay. <laughs> and then my ex-wife is, she's outstanding. She's hilarious. And then my kids are just, uh, my girl and boy are, you know, the typical California hip, teenagers that want to argue and tell me how the world works. So it's chaos. Yeah. And the thing, and um, I read somewhere, I can't remember where I don't, I don't see you per, as a person that is searching for any kind of spotlight. I don't think that's what you, you're, you're you, you like to work, but there is a, there's an Avenue here for a reality show. And I think, I, I, I don't know if I heard it. <laughs> there is something happening there. I would assume. Right. Well, we were, uh, we had like people magazine was, did a really nice piece on us, mm-hmm. um, really well written, and, and they sent out a nice photographer, um, and they ended up doing four pages. And it was really cool, and because of that, it did cause uh, quite a bit of interest in some kind of show. And um, there, there is a lot of interest, and we've talked to some people, and I'm probably not supposed to say anything other than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Name, rank, and serial number. That's all. But, fin- but fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting times. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So you you come out of the closet on sexuality. Is that somehow less dangerous than coming out of the closet as a Trump supporter? Uh, <laughs> you knew I was going to ask think, you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot, lot less dangerous. Um, you know, I've got... I've got friends on, I mean, I just went to a yell event uh, two nights ago at the Getty mm-hmm. uh, with my African art teacher, Robert Ferris Thompson, amazing dude who uh, is donating his work and his collection to the Getty. And there was a bunch of my Yale friends there. And then I come down to Manhattan Beach and, then, you know, I was, what I was getting to do is a bunch of my Yale friends, extremely liberal left. Yeah. And then a bunch of my friends in Manhattan Beach, extremely liberal right. Yeah, and then I'm I'm all over the place depending on the candidate, but I I'm I'm a big fan of disruption, and yeah. um, you know uh, I uh, I usually write in Willie Nelson for president. Yeah, 
uh, just because he's a stoner. Um, no, I don't know why, because I like his music. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've, I've voted for, uh, let's see, who have we voted for? Like Ralph Nader, mm-hmm. uh, Ross Perot. Who was that other independent guy? John Anderson. Yeah. So anybody that comes from the outside and is not part of some uh, political dynasty will most likely get my vote. And, um yeah, uh, I know what. Listen to you. You are yeah. dancing around this. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. So that means I can't bring up the painting that you did. <laughs> oh no, no, absolutely, man. Um, no, you, you I, painted uh, an amazing portrait of Trump. And did oh, they? It's did, unbelievable. Did you send it's it? Did you send it? Have you sent? I haven't. I I haven't sent it. Yeah, I haven't sent it because I didn't really know where to go yet. Maybe you can help me. But uh, I thought I said, didn't I send you, know. you the? Um, I contacted my contacts through. Uh, you know, I won't say who on the on this air, but I said, hey, look, my buddy painted this amazing portrait of Donald Trump. Where could he send it? So it so at least it doesn't get like put in a closet or some weirdo takes it. And they, oh. I thought I forwarded you an address. I, I'm pretty I, sure it was the Trump hotel or something like that. But Oh my God. Well, I'm, I'm, I blew it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look that up. But I'm yeah. If you that, can't yeah. find the email, I'll try to find out where I, because it could have been my, it could have been my screw up. I might've like, you know, gotten the information, but I thought I forwarded it to you, but you never know. Cause I probably was oh, drinking. It's, it's a, it's a crazy cool painting. It's been in a couple art shows out here. Really? Uh, California, yeah. No one's like, vandalized it. No, well, not, you know, I was actually worried about that. Yeah. Um, this uh, a, a couple people have come on. They look at my art and they go, well, "I go, what do you want?" And they go, well, "We gotta have this," you mm-hmm. know. And then I'm, I'm right next to that is a sick painting of RFK, and uh, I've got one of Bernie. Yeah. I did one of Bernie, but on his lapel, um, there was I couldn't really see in my image because I, you know, when I sketch them out, I couldn't really see what it was. Yeah. So it had, he had like a lapel pin, so I put a cross on him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> what is that? Should I ask what the meaning might be? Um, I don't know. I think that's for people to interpret. But he, instead of having something uh, other, other an American flag or whatever, I just put a cross on him. I just thought that would be something for people to talk about. Now that, like, now that, so I have this painting of myself, um, which I just sent to my producer actual size and pressing it and doing it to jo- Joni. Now you have it. Um, what is like, can I ask you like, what do you, what do your portraits go for in case I end up broken unemployed and I need to you sell that painting? Oh, you'll get, you'll get good money for that. It's, um, they're not worth much right now, but you're going to uh, probably a year, a year or two. They're going to be worth a lot of money. So don't sell it. Oh, I'm not, I'm going to, this is up on my wall. You know, it's, you know, I, it's, it's above the bed so I can just look at myself. No, it's it's in the it's in the um, it's in our living room, and uh, it's uh, it's it's funny because I, I got to tell you, like it, the harshest critic of everything in my life is Elena, and she's going, "This is magnificent." Um, so that was that that was uh, that was great. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's really cool. That makes me happy. Yeah, and um, um, so we kind of hey, almost I- got to the point where you admitted voting for Trump, but I'm I'm not going to press you anymore on the politics because I can see you. You're like you're like that flying Walenda. You know, you're on that little tightrope, and I'm like the gust of wind. I don't want to push you off that rope. I don't want you to lose well, any business. I, <laughs> I, I like I like you know what? Honestly, it bugs me when um, when I see like. Uh, when I see somebody getting pounded uh, by the press and stuff, yeah. it's like, you know, it's so ridiculous mm-hmm. that you know that um, that it can't be true. And there's some other there's some other weird reason. It's right. like it's like having Pravda behind you or something. I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. 
Um, so, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I, I like the underdog. I like the outsiders and, uh, and I'll, and I'll back them when I can because I think Washington needs to get shaken up, man. It's got it's definitely like, just like so. You know, I, I, one thing that nobody talks about drives me nuts is the is two words: term limits. Yeah. Why doesn't somebody talk about term limits? We got to get some of these people out of there, man. Yeah. They're running up the debt on the kids. I got two teenage kids, and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. But all these ninety-year-old people are just using their life as a credit card and. Somebody needs to start talking about term limits. Again. It's, we had it for a while, and then it went away. And there are people that yeah. argue, like I think uh, there are people that argue that it's not constitutional. But I, I, I think there should be a single term for a president, and it's six years, so you can get the, so the guy can get in and get and not have to worry about stuff, and then get out. Because a lot of the countries that we deal with are just waiting for Trump to lose. Oh, you know, like China yeah. was China was thinking like this guy's not this guy is either going to be impeached or no real new reelection. So why do we have to work with him? We'll just wait him out. Now they I think they realize he's going to be around. So it's it's a different tune. But I, I agree with you. I think that we have too many. Um, too many people that have turned it. Look at Bernie Sanders. I mean, he's ne- he hasn't had a real job outside of government in his life. You know, it, 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 it's it's a lot of these guys are just ridiculous. And, you know, the whole thing now, too, is just nobody wants to get anything done. They just want to argue. Right. And it's just a joke. I mean, they literally spend all their time in Washington arguing. And then and then and then whoever they're arguing against has to waste time answering this crap. Yeah. So well, that's impeachment. Anything done. Yeah. So what are you currently working on now? What's your what's your next uh, big thing? I'm working on, I'm working, I'm shooting next week on a little commercial out here in LA. And then I'm bidding up, there's Ford's got this new truck called a Tremor, Mm. um, which is really cool. It's like Raptor meets F-150. So it's a badass uh, F-150 that can go anywhere on the planet. It's like like a lunar lander. It could go anywhere. Wow. so I'm working on that, and then um, you know the there's a bunch of the, the other top secret projects yeah. uh, that we'll save for um, six months from now. Yeah, but that's that's exciting stuff. Um, but um, hey, can I ask you one question? Sure, why not? How how is Tyrus really that big? Because I think I could take him. <laughs> he is actually. Huge. I mean, it's not funny. It is like he's a he's a massive dude. And I think he had a tryout for Dallas back back, but he was uh, oh, yeah. I I feel like I talked to him about this before he went into professional wrestling. He was on scholar. Yeah. I think he was football scholarship in football. He played for some um, great Nebraska. He played for Nebraska. Thank you. And uh, oh, and wow. and then I think he had a tryout. But either he got injured or his, his knees aren't that great. I think I better. I'm always yeah, very yeah. careful. But he's he had to be over 400 pounds at some point, and he's like you know he's he's still working out. He's he's a big big bundle of muscle. Well, well I'm 61. I, I'm pretty sure I could. I'm pretty sure. I could still take <laughs> so, well, no. you got you know who I ran into by the way. You linebackers Ooh. are all the same. I ran into uh, Romanowski. Uh, but oh, he wow. he played after he's a he was at we were in um we're at the Super Bowl and he was there I guess uh, and he came on the five and he's uh, you know I won't I won't talk about him politically but you know he's one of us but anyway uh, he was there and uh, it's and uh, uh, all these linebackers are interesting because there's there's they're the toughest people in the field and they turn out to be the nicest people off the field it's very strange right it's a it's a weird position because I mean you literally have to fight. 
the offensive linemen like hand fight them yeah. um, consistently through the game. And then you can't let them grab you because if, if you do, it's over. So you learn how to hand fight really well. Like we used to have a tie boxing coach on our uh, – Dallas used to hire a tie boxing coach so just to teach us to keep the hands away. And then you got to run down those running backs. So yeah. you got to go – cover a guy man-to-man, and, you know, the defenses are getting so complicated now, Greg. It's mm-hmm. like you, you can't be an idiot and be out on the field, and then you put the pressure on top of that. So it's like split-second things. you got to be cool. you got to be tough. you got to work through the injuries. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, tough game. Um, you got to learn to play with pain, and, you know, you're going to get beat every now and then. I never did, of course. But, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it sounds a lot like my career – as a as an anchor on TV, you know it's tough. You gotta yeah. you gotta learn to hand fight. You never know when Dana's gonna punch me. And uh, but I've I'm, I'm I've learned to roll. I'm I'm all right. Hey, you know what? Now, I'm gonna I have a book coming out in a couple months. I think I'm supposed to be doing the Nixon Library and the Reagan Library, which means I'm gonna Ooh, be great. in your town. And I will. Uh, that's when we have to go drinking. We'll go drinking at the Sunset Marquee. And uh, uh, I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. I'll probably be like in uh, probably. July, end of July, beginning of August would be probably a good time. That'd be outstanding, man. Excellent. That'd be so much fun. It was a pleasure talking to you, Jeff. Congratulations on everything, and I um, uh, hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you, you in LA, and I'll, I'll uh, be following you on TV, of course. And um, thanks so much. Yeah, let me know when you come out here, too. Okay. All yeah, right, buddy. I'll, I'll see you. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.